There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to us is making the jokes. I think I might have IBS. <laughs> there were fewer stories for me to write about teams behind the scenes. Now with Rob Ryan, that potential has returned because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey at 50. It's very George Costanza-ish. Oh, it is. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, Dave, you got to experience the Saints just beating the crap out of a semi-pro team from Oakland. Yep. Uh, it was just fantastic. It was a great game. Um, but how much of it? It was really- pleasurable. How much of it really counts? Because the Raiders are, in the words of Andrew Juge, I think this was official official text he sent me, they're dog shit. <laughs> uh, I would say that's quite an accurate description. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they were terrible. Um, but, you know, you got to remain positive here. And, I mean, think about, just think about what the alternative is. Would you rather the Saints have looked like shit against a shitty team? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. Everybody's like, oh, it's just preseason. Well, yeah, but that's but they did what they're supposed to do. It's a shitty team. They beat them uh, in all phases with the exception of Seneca Wallace and uh, Trevor, uh, uh, Trevor's cadet. Um, so it's like, you know, this is this is only this is what we saw Friday night is all very good, positive signs. Um, I'm, I'm super that game got me super amped now. Yeah, Kevin, I, I know I, I may be, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, you know, <laughs> you we could be talking well, like from 10 and 6 to like 11 and 5 or 12 and 4. Yeah. Ooh, that's <laughs> Kevin, as everybody on this blog knows, you break down the film religiously, especially in the preseason. That I uh, do. You do. <laughs> that I do. Did, did Seneca Wallace get a bad break getting cut? Uh, no, he did not. <laughs> Uh, I'll just I'll just keep it short and short, sweet and to the point. You know, I don't want to bore you with all my uh, with all my mundane football acumen from watching hours upon hours of game film, hitting the rewind button countless times. Uh, Yeah, he just he he shouldn't have been. Look, regardless of who the fucking backup is, if Drew Brees goes down, we're fucked. So it's it's do, do you do you want a guy that do you want a guy that can't do shit? Or do you want a guy that uh, do you want a guy that can't do shit, or do you want a guy that just smells like, or do you want a guy that just is shit? So I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I think I might rather have Seneca Wallace because if Stop. Drew Brees is out for the Stop. year, if Stop. Drew Brees is out for the year, I want to go one and fifteen. Because what's the difference between one oh, well, and fifteen yeah. and three and thirteen? Yeah, Stop. no. If you if you want to go one and fifteen, Seneca is your man. He is your guy. Look, let's let's be real here, guys. We're not winning. We're not winning games with Luke McCown. Okay, we're not winning games with Ryan Griffin. None of these guys are winning games. Okay, but if you, but there's still a duty from an ownership and a coaching staff and a bigger picture standpoint as a business of showing the fans a good time. All right. And Luke McCown can go in there Ooh, and, dir- and, and and Luke, Luke McCown can can go in there and direct his team to a 31-20 loss. Where yeah, it's disappointed and yeah, you're angry, but at least he threw a couple touchdowns to go with his couple picks. And right, the team Ralph, was doesn't, di- Ralph doesn't want that. He wants to go down in fucking flames. I want if Drew Brees isn't playing, I want one in fifteen. I want Clowney. Because no, 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 no. You don't, that's I, you, don't, you don't want to lose the games 50 or nothing. And Seneca Wallace, 
With Seneca Wallace, there was the potential for that based on what we saw. I've been a Saints fan my whole life. I can numb my way through it. <laughs> I can I can booze and I can booze and I can booze and drug my way. You're a Bo- sick man. I am. Well, no, look, I get your I get your point. And here's the thing: if God forbid something would happen to Drew Brees and he was out for three weeks, if you had Seneca Wallace as your backup, you're screwed. Luke McCown. You might be able to piece it together for three weeks. Yeah, he might, he might be able to fart his way <laughs> to a one and two. <laughs> oh, all right, Andrew, you did a roster breakdown today, um, and you had some interesting guys. Can Eric Martin? Can he get through waivers? You had him on yeah, the practice squad. Uh, I I think so. I think he can get through waivers. He he was really impressive early in camp. Um, and he was kind of making some plays, and he, he still got a shot, I think, because he's done well on special teams. But um, I really just don't think you can ignore what Kevin Reddick did in that game. I mean, he was just outstanding and uh, did an amazing job of reading plays, of finding the holes in the offensive line and shooting the gaps. And, I mean, that play that he made on that safety was was incredible. So I'm a huge fan of Kevin Reddick now, and I'm I'm a strong believer that you know. I, and and look, when other teams are, are looking at tape, they're looking at the preseason games. I mean, this, the Saints know how these guys performed in camp, um, but when you're thinking about the risk of waivers, um, what other teams are evaluating is what's on TV. Is it's what's on the game tape. So um, from that standpoint, Reddick is looking a lot better than Eric Martin. Um, and I think from a talent, talent evaluation standpoint outside of the building, um, Reddick ha- has a much lower chance of clearing waivers between the two. I mean, I feel like Eric Martin is sort of fizzled. He was like super hot to the first like week. <laughs> he was sizzling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sizzling. Uh, he was like super hot like the first two weeks. And the, the Andy Tanner the, syndrome. Yeah, running, running with the twos and maybe even the ones sometimes. But uh, he really hasn't showed up much in games and he's sort of fizzled out. So. Uh, Kevin is, as we get, you know, we got one more preseason game and then the fourth preseason game, we just, everybody just fucks off on Twitter for three hours. I mean, no one even watches it. Um, so basically what I usually do in general, pretty much. Um, but Will Smith, he didn't look completely, totally fucking worthless. Um, so Oakland Raiders, (laughs) Oakland Raiders. So Kevin, here's my here's my question to you. As I recall, the last couple of weeks you were kind of ranting and raving about how bad the linebackers were. Do you feel any better after the Raider game? No. <laughs> no. Because I mean, fuck, man. Oh shit, I had stuff typed up and now it's gone. Um <laughs> Yeah, th- I mean <laughs> Hey, look, man, I've been fucking winging this shit anyway, so whatever. I mean, it's. it's can somebody quit getting high on, on, on the other line or, or, or sucking up the last bit of a, of a bottle of Coke? I, I don't know what that is. Um, the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. A little bit of column A. 
I mean, I like being able to scream Baraka at uh, at the TV and Baraka. tweet it and tweet it. Yeah. Baraka. Right. And, you know, Baraka wins. Friendship, uh, <laughs> you know, and maybe see what Glenn Foster can actually do and hopefully get some uh, get some gin and scotch or maybe beer jokes ready for him. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm sort of just, I'm anxious. I'm, 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 I'm going to go into the opening game and probably every game of the regular season with a big roll of antacids just to watch, (laughs) (laughs) just to watch the Saints when the other team has the ball because the defense still kind of fucking frightens me. It's like, oh, wow, you know, Will Smith had a sack. Roman Harper had a sack. Well, <laughs> people fucking say uh, Roman Harper gets shit on every day. <laughs> Roman Harper gets shit on every day. Will Thank Smith you, is a linebacker, has been getting shit on. And and, and I, I know you're saying Will Smith has, has looked better as a linebacker, but I'm waiting for, for Mike the Murph or, or Murph, the, Murph the Murph or whatever his name is Uptown at Murph? Canal Street Chronicles. Oh, he doesn't Up, yeah, Uptown Murph, whatever, Chapatulis Murph, him, him he, too. I'm waiting for, for him to come out. To Bleacher Report. Ooh, what? Good lord! That's like, <laughs> that's like going, that's like going, that's like yeah. going from like a nice call girl that's like B plus A minus to like a herpes infested ditch. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! Wait! Say that again! Right now, Uptown Murph, who we all loved his, enjoyed his film breakdown and his insightful posts. Past tense. Uh, uh, is no longer writing for Canal Street Chronicles. He has accepted a position at Bleacher Report. Boo! <laughs> Can we talk for a second about how awful Bleacher Report is? Um, sure. Go ahead, Juge. Knock yourself it's out. It's obvious. Yeah. Grass is green, the sky's blue, the sun sets in the fucking west, and Bleacher Report blows. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things in life that you can count on. Um, the thing about Bleacher Report, I mean, the very clearly it's designed to get hits, you know, and that that's and you know I, I yeah, think absolutely. SB Nation to to an extent, I mean, the hits are very important, and, and really any blogging. Um, network you know that obviously the more traffic they generate the more sponsorships they get and all that stuff so i mean you understand it to a point but um really anybody can write on bleacher report and there's tons of top 10 lists and top 20 lists and so it's just widely understood amongst bloggers as a joke of a website Um, and and juge i have a a slideshow of 50 images (laughs) that will prove your point (laughs) Exactly. The, the one thing I will, the one thing I will say Good about one, Bleacher Report, it is as far as like actual content, kind of pretty much shitty. It's horrible. It's horrible. But I will say, for my actual job that I do in real life, SEO, Bleacher Report has like taken SEO and figuring out how to get people to their website through Google. They are like the fucking. Steve Jobs of SEO, yeah. like, and that's and that's what I think makes makes me so mad and made everyone kind of so annoyed with them is that um, it's so ever present and in your face and any any time you land on it you're like hey this seems like a cool subject I'm gonna click on it and then you realize it's Bleacher Report and it has no <laughs> substance and and it's it, eighty it's a eighty fucking five slide, right, slides slides right. of fucking bad offensive so, linemen from 1981 so, so they can get as many clicks as possible you know yeah. while you're still there and i literally i don't think i have ever found anything on that website that was remotely thought-provoking no i like th- slideshows and, and things that i have to click multiple times enrage me they have that site they have that saints twitter feed i forgot what it was and their mobile site is like that like you have to click 900 different things to get to an article so i, I was like this looks interesting then i unfollowed them but uh we so can... yeah, uh, Uptown Murph. Uh, I thought you were better than that, man. Shot, shot <laughs> you cut, fired. You cut me deep, Shrek. You cut no. Me deep. So, uh, all right. Well, fine then. So, so the next, the next smart guy that comes along and does film breakdown 
can mm-hmm. tell me whether or not Will Smart uh, <laughs> Will Smart, Will, Will uh, Smart. Will, can tell me whether Will Smith is worth a shit still at linebacker or not. And I look forward to seeing whoever that lucky fellow is. Well, Andrew <laughs> does Andrew does a good job of film breakdown for his own side. But speaking of breaking things down and whatnot, um, Andrew, we have came up with the idea of ridiculousness of Rob Ryan's big fat chart of fun, where we're gonna chart the Saints defense. And we did it the first week, and I know it's a preseason game, but something stuck out kind of. The Saints kicked ass on first down running the ball, stopping the Oakland Raiders from running the ball. And it sort of set the table for everything to go right defensively. So my question to you is, is there a possibility that the Saints defense could be decent against the run and especially on first down? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they've already done it. I mean, through two preseason games and, you know, the uh, at this point, I think the Raiders are basically starting Al Davis five times <laughs> um, across the offensive line. I'm, I'm not convinced that those five guys are not Al Davis's corpses. Didn't Alex um, Barron, didn't the Saints have him for like corpses. 10 minutes? What's that? Didn't, didn't the Saints have Alex Barron for 10 minutes? Jesus okay. Christ, Kevin Held, are you bacon? The fuck are you doing? Stop taking a shower. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm washing my hands. I apologize, man. I, I, I fucking – I had to corral my dogs upstairs. They're very dirty. I, I believe cleanliness is next to godliness. You can't be doing that shit when we have high-def audio. Exactly. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Um, and this sorry. is where you remind everyone to donate so that exactly. Kevin will watch his Donate. Donate to the podcast. So we Go to the website. Kevin Helt's fucking hand sanitation gel for fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> we're, we're almost halfway there to our goal so you can com- continue to have high quality sound. Thank you, Andrew. So continue. Yeah. The same props, defense. Props, to, props to Wang, by the way. I know he. he yes. A- props to Wang for making a nice, gracious donation. And Did, uh, what? Really? And Texas yeah. Walker and about four other people, as we're literally about halfway to the goal that we need of 250 bucks to cover the audio for the entire year. Are you shitting me? People gave us money. Yes, we're we're oh, like we're half shit. We're we're like halfway there, Dave. I'm not even kidding. I, you don't we don't read my Twitter feed. I thank them. Whenever they donate, I thank them. I just thought you were being sarcastic. No, we're getting money. It's for, it's for really real. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Thanks, people. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, yep. Moose. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, shit, legitimate businessman. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, exactly. You, you, I mean, I mean, uh, you can afford, yeah, you can aff- you can afford to put billboards on streetcars. <laughs> no, I didn't put the billboard on the streetcar. The school bought the advertising. It just happens to be the sweater that we made. Whatever. Well, this is way wow. off topic. This God is damn it. way off topic. Where were uh, you? You were asking me something, Ralph. Oh, yeah. It. I was asking you <laughs> something football related. Yeah, something <laughs> football related. Oh, the the run defense. It was fantastic against the Raiders. It was really good against the Chiefs. It's preseason, but but – can it last? Because our okay. little chart of fun shows that that's really like the whole key to the defense. No. So, yeah, I was talking about uh, Al Davis's corpse playing yeah. left tackle for the Raiders. No, you said um, he was playing every offensive line position. <laughs> well, right. You said tackle, there was five of them. He was snapping the ball as well, but he regenerated uh, like a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> if you take off a leg, he just regenerates into another whole Al, Al Davis. <laughs> right, that's right. Uh, so, uh, anyway, man, I'm I'm uh, losing focus here. But um, so the Saints, I think, stopped the the Raiders. Well, they, I think it was 2.8 yards per carry is what they were able to get. 2.63 on first down. 2.63, even better. Um, the Chiefs really didn't do any better, and that that includes Jamal Charles um, getting some carries. And if you look at that first drive where the Saints got beat pretty badly from Kansas city, they were actually stopping the run really well then too. So, um, you know, that that's been Rob Ryan's calling card. And that's the first thing he said when he came into the building is, you know, look, this defense didn't stop the run. That's the first thing I can and fix. He threw that. Spagnolo under the bus. Yeah. Well, they probably deserved. And, um, so, so far I'm buying into it. Bunkley and Jenkins both have done an excellent job of, of absorbing double teams and absorbing blocks and controlling the line of scrimmage and everything around them is happening from there. And the linebacker play has been pretty good. The the defensive line play 
through two games has been what's most surprising to me because there's been injuries. There's been a lot of guys that are no namers between Tyron Walker, um, Glenn Foster. So I, I think I, I'm optimistic. I really do think they're going to be able to stop the run. And th- there's a huge difference. I mean, when, when you're talking about second and two versus second and eight, um, you know, the, the, the playbook um, becomes a lot more complicated when it's second and eight, when it's second and two, you can pretty much run whatever you want. And so, it's making the offense's life more difficult. And, you know, the Saints still have defensively still have, have some holes and they're still going to get beat. But um, if they can at least control the line of scrimmage and if they can at least stop the run on first down, it's giving them more opportunities to get off the field. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, I always talk about how, you know, when it comes to the offense, the Saints always seem to, to, to find good players uh, from small schools and you know late in the draft or or in undrafted free agency you know guys like Pierre Thomas and uh, Marcus Colston and, and all those names you always hear and whatever and uh, and I've always said that that the defense you know as far as the front office they've never really seemed to be able to do that um, it seems like everybody is always disappointing not even the, the first round draft picks and uh, and then they they never get any of those young guys they never find those diamonds in the rough on the defensive side of the, of the ball and and like Andrew said you're getting these no-name guys that are starting to step up I think we're finally starting to see uh, that happen for the defense you, you, you I, I don't know whether it's the coaching or what it is or the new scheme but I feel like you're you, you're starting to see on the defensive side of the ball, you're starting to see these small school guys or no-name guys or late-round or undrafted free agency guys um, that are just stepping up and uh, making an impact when you never really saw that, um, I would say, in the last six years of the Saints defense. Yeah, and if I could just follow <laughs> up on that, because it's like when you think when you think small school guy, when you think small school guy on that Saints roster, the first name that comes up, is obviously Kenny Stills. Because <laughs> because seriously, I mean I mean, I don't know what technical college this guy went to. I don't know what sort of what what what, what JUCO program he ran into in order to get into, you know I don't even think Oklahoma's a state. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma, oh, oh, Oklahoma. Okay. Football factory. Yeah. That was I'm- just me needlessly crapping on Dave there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Well, I, I wanted to ask you guys a question too because, you know, everybody says, okay, well, preseason games aren't meaningful. You know, last week we had the post up about how the Saints had the number one defense in the NFL. Damn right they do. That's right. After <laughs> after after one week. And obviously the argument against it as well, that, you know, this is a small sample size and, and you can't really judge preseason. But I guess so my question though is because I was thinking about doing a post, what if you just what if you took the defensive stats from just the first half of uh, of all of the preseason games and compared all the NFL teams in just their first half performances. The, 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 the reason being, of course, is that, you know, that's you're isolating when most of the starters for all of the teams played. So perhaps analyzing just the first half defensive stats would be uh, more of an accurate presenta- uh, representation of what their real regular season defense might be. Do you think that 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 could be true or it's just all, it's all out the window? No, I think it's all out the window for my opinion, because if you look at the chiefs game, uh, first of all, they they had one drive of 14 plays, 80 yards, and then all the main guys were pulled. So there was one drive that they put together before Chase Daniel came in. Um, So it's not applicable to that game. To the second game against the Raiders, I mean, remember the 7-9 and nine team last season went into Oakland and destroyed the Raiders. That was one of the Saints' biggest wins last year. So um, even when the Saints were at their worst, with the worst defense in NFL history, they were able to go on the road to Oakland and embarrass the Oakland Raiders. Um, so if they're – we all hope to God they're better than they were last year, but if they're any better than they were last year um, – you know, I, I still want to point out how the Raiders did against the Saints at their worst. So um, I think you take that first drive against the Chiefs, which wasn't good, and you consider the opponent for the first half of the Raiders game, 
um, which, in my opinion, really is one of the worst teams in the NFL, top to bottom. Who's worse than um, the Raiders? Seriously. Uh, not many the teams. Jaguars? And look, and look, I'm not putting No, down. the Jaguars compared to the Raiders look like a Super Bowl team against the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, obviously, you, you would like to hope that the Saints would be able to drill their starters, and they did. So that, that's, that's positive, but I don't think you can really extrapolate much from those two performances and say, yes, this defense can really be top, top, top 10. Top well, 10. I think maybe the one thing that you can – because – I think Andrew makes a good point in that they don't, you know teams don't scheme and they don't they play vanilla. But I think maybe Dave, the one thing that you you could if you if you charted out all that information, the one thing I think you could maybe make a judgment on is run defense. Like if you were getting gashed in the preseason in the first half of games, mm-hmm. that could be a huge red flag to me because running plays. If teams are just blowing your defense off the line of scrimmage, that has nothing to do with scheme or anything. That just means your front seven sucks balls. It could <laughs> it could mean that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one thing you can take away from the performances so far is that at least the depth along both sides of the ball, but really on the defensive side, is much better than we thought it was coming into training camp. Well, they're going to so cut. Positive. They're going to cut a guy on defensive line, probably maybe Tom Johnson, and they'll cut a guy that'll get claimed almost immediately, I think, on the defensive line, Andrew. I think so, yeah. If, if, I mean, I don't see how they can get rid of any of those guys. You know, the Glenn Foster, Tyron Walker, I mean, those guys have to stay on the roster. So I, I think Tom Johnson might be the odd man out, and he's a good football player. I definitely think he'll get picked up. Uh, Kevin, if you were going to make a jersey purchase for the Saints for this year, and you had to pick one of the rookies, uh, who would you pick? Fat boy. I'm totally that that that's pick where the, I think, but pick good. the tub of lard. Pick the tub of lard, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking on, I would do it. I mean, I was thinking I would just go with the cross-dresser. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Also I, mean, I mean, I see, you know, I've just, I don't know, just something about a man, uh, something about a man clutching his pearls and uh, wearing a purple dress. I can't explain it. <laughs> uh, he's, out, he's talking about Kenny Stills for yeah. those that don't know. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> the image, the image of Stills from that, from that, picture he took is has been burned into my brain and i can't really get it out so i've just decided to you know feng shui my mind around it (laughs) so and honest and actually kenny that image of kenny stills actually taught my brain what feng shui means so (laughs) uh i would get kenny vaccaro for sure I'm going. I'm going. Fat boy all the way. I. I Me am. Too. I am. I am one good. One more good performance from John Jenkins to being totally committed and having the jersey for week one. But I just. You know what I hate though. I hate when. I hate when like skinny dudes. Yeah. Wear the jerseys of the big linemen because I don't know why it just looks weird to me when you when skinny dudes wear yeah. it. So I need to buy the jersey and gain seventy pounds. I could do that. Seventy three. pounds? I've seen what you look like on Facebook. You need to gain about three hundred seventy. I could do it. I mean that you know. You I got three. I got three weeks. <laughs> My Facebook picture. I look like a serial killer. That's not a good look. That's not a good look for me. You do not shut up. <laughs> um, so, as we go into the final preseason game, um, well, Dave and I, more. No, the fourth yeah. one. It, the fourth game is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I I literally say in my column on Channel 4's website, I put at the bottom. Since the Saints don't care about the fourth preseason game, I don't either. I'll see you week one. That's fair. Um, yeah, so, tell that tell that to Billy Miller during the Super Bowl season. Oh my God. Well, I mean, all right, fair point. I forgot. Is that about the game it. he got injured in? Yeah. Yeah. The fourth one. Oh Jesus. Yeah. 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 Ugh, tough break. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you're not Literally. Kidding. 
My wife had a meltdown because poor uh, Dustin Keller had his whole freaking leg obliterated yesterday against the Texans. Or does your does your wife ever not meltdown? No, she doesn't. She's melting down. She's melting down earlier. The Astros are playing the Rangers. They're losing fourteen to one because they're a double A team. But she melted down for a good ninety seconds. I'm like, you've been watching this team suck ass for three years. She's like, I don't care. They don't play fundamental baseball. They don't know how to play fundamental baseball, and she's right. Like they don't know how to get cut off, man, and they don't know how to run the bases. And it still <laughs> infuriates her, even though they're not going to win sixty games. Um, it's just—I guess it's just the Latino blood in her. It's just—it's just the way she rolls. I don't know. I don't know what to—I don't know what to say. You know. Um, but going into the fi- going into the final preseason game that counts, Dave. Um, since they look so awesome against Oakland, besides injuries, is there anything that you're like, I want to see this? Um, there's no injuries. You don't want to see any. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, I don't want to see injuries. Um, it would be awesome if, uh, you know, if, if the defense could put together as dominating a performance against the Texans as they did, right? Because that's who they're playing, right? The Texans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. On uh, Sunday, which is weird for a preseason game. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see them dominate the Texans offense just as handily as they dominated the Raiders offense. Now, I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. But uh, if we saw that, then I would be like, oh, my God, this is the real deal. Uh, but we'll see. And, um, you know, I would like to see more of the running game. I think the I think Drew Brees and the receivers, I think that's all good. Um, I think Nick Toon and Kenny Stills are definitely the two guys. Um, you know, they're just a battle for that last spot, I would say. That, and and th- th- there's another answer, I guess, to your question would be uh, who's going to get that fifth wide receiver spot? Because I think that's really uh, wide open still. I don't know. They cut a bunch of people today. So who else did they cut besides Seneca Wallace? Creighton and uh, oh, and oh, uh, Preston. Stevie B. Oh, God, I just spent all day trying to figure out the HTML code to include fucking Patrick Creighton on that goddamn interactive <laughs> roster builder. And now you're telling me I didn't have to fucking do a goddamn thing. And you know what the problem was? It was the quotation marks that I was using. Mm-hmm. For some reason, there are different fucking quotation marks. And, like, if you don't use the right one, then it doesn't recognize the code. It's like some crazy bullshit. <laughs> God. Yeah, they, 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 the Saints cut uh, eight players today, Dave. Wow. I've been paying attention. Oh, man. Well, I get home from work, and it's like, you know, it's sun time, so. <laughs> and then I got to get on the fucking phone with you idiots. <laughs> oh, Dave. You Dave had a, had Dave had his first meltdown. I'll catch oh, up later tonight with all oh, the news. He had, Dave had his first meltdown of the 2013 season, and it was about Patrick Creighton getting cut. I can't believe they're cutting guys before they even have to. Didn't you want? Didn't you kind of want the two veteran receivers cut though? Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been cut. Yeah, I'm just should, saying, shouldn't you be what happy? the fuck? I just spent all day trying to figure out this fucking HTML code for fucking Patrick Creighton, <laughs> and then you cut fucking Patrick Creighton. Oh, that is <laughs> here, 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 here. A lot of well, well done on those but he was bombs, sir. He was terrible. So was Preston. They were both bad. Oh, <laughs> Andrew. There's a lot of other guys, honestly, on the roster that I can't even believe that they. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised they cut those guys over some other guys. I mean, there are people that. I mean, Dion Turner. Have you ever? Has he even been out on the field? I haven't even heard that dude's name. Well, he just got cut too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, I'm on. My, I'm on top of my shit. <laughs> I know exactly. Who. Oh, so you Lord. say they cut eight guys? Can I get? Let's, let me let me guess who they cut. All right, go ahead. Like, all right, wait. I gotta pull up the roster. What about like Rod Sweeting? Did they get rid of that guy? No, he's still there. You're no. close though. You're burning. <laughs> so they cut a cornerback. <laughs> You're burning. All right, let's see. They cut a cornerback. Uh. Oh, did they cut? Did they, did they cut Corey Lindsay? No. Nope. <laughs> you're on fire. What? You're you're burning. Who else could they possibly have cut? They didn't cut Corey White, did they? No, they cut AJ Davis. Oh, oh, well, he was injured, wasn't he injured? 
right. Injury okay. settlement. The injury settlement. They gave him a coupon to Subway and sent him on his way. Uh, so I guess that's a good way to wrap it up with Dave melting down over Patrick. <laughs> yeah, Creighton. but what about Kerry Robinson? He he's awesome. No, 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 no. I know he's awesome, but what I'm saying is that do you Does think he he's going to beat out? Do you think he's going to beat out Travaris Cadet for the uh, for the fourth uh, running back spot? Honestly, I mean, I I I'd say so. I mean, I would say if you're looking at just this year and this preseason, and I believe it's Kyrie Robinson. I'm not positive about that. Uh, I would imagine that uh, I would think that he's been out playing this year. I mean, you can't compare you can't compare Kyrie Robinson to Travaris Cadet of last year. I mean, I don't think that's fair. Travaris Cadet this year has just not looked like himself. I agree. I think Robinson's going to make the roster, and the reason I believe that has, has as much to do with his good performance as Preston Parker. Uh, I think Preston Parker's special teams ability, coupled with how he's played as a receiver, makes Travaris Cadet. Uh, expendable. Um, so I, I think um, it, it's as much Robinson as it is Preston Parker that make what Cadet does well less of a necessity for the Saints. <sighs> so <laughs> I'm a fucking moron, by the way. When I'm trying to like guess the players that they cut, I looked on the New Orleans Saints roster on their official website. Obviously, they cut him. He's not going to be on the fucking roster. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm like looking. I'm Pan, panning and scrolling for names that are already off the fucking list. Fucking Way to go, Dave. Way to Jesus. go. <laughs> you know, and I didn't have to admit that, and I did. I just want you to know that. <laughs> you made a you made a noble sacrifice for the good of the show, Dave, and we thank you for that. <laughs> I'm gonna be totally 100% honest and say my wife just got off a phone call, and when she went to the room, it was seven seven to one. And when she came out, it was 14 to one. And she just went on a 90 second meltdown and insulted Nolan Ryan, the city of Houston, the <laughs> mayor, the pitching staff, Bo Porter, the manager, and I didn't hear anything y'all just said. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I could I could definitely tell there was some female yelling in the background, and I just I just decided to I don't know hazard a guess that it was Ralph's wife going off on something and yelling in the background, and and I could hear like some jingling of metal, perhaps I couldn't tell if maybe she took off a shoe and threw it at something. Uh, so I just, you know, I, I thought I'd lay, I'd lay my wager down there and sure enough, you know, you've proven, you've proven that was a, a smart move by me. She did bang a liquor bottle. Yes. There and, we go. That was the and, clanging I heard. You know what though? It, 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 she, to me has this, this year has proved her Astros, Astro fandom bona fides a hundred percent because there is no other Astros fan on the earth that is ranting and raving for 90 seconds about this team. And, and even the guy who runs the goddamn Astros blog is just like, eh, not my wife. No, no. She has high standards. Hey, I can relate. The Didka years. Oh, man. You know what, though? The thing about the Astros is it's just day – it's like day in, day out, ineptitude. And the thing is the Astros aren't even trying. Their payroll is like $9 million. I saw, they won, they, I saw they won a series against the Oakland A's recently, though. They do. They they can beat Oakland, and they can beat the Angels. That's it. For some reason. I don't understand it. But All right, so I'm catching up on my Saints news. They cut Chase Thomas. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Not surprising, but interesting. Yeah, Chase – I mean, I, I will say Chase Thomas is kind of like everyone's favorite undrafted rookie right. um, be, because he came with such a – high grade and in, in draft status and then he never got drafted and so yeah i guess he, now we all understand why he wasn't drafted <laughs> yep exactly i know I, I, I don't get the the fans they're like oh my god i'm so disappointed in chase thomas i thought he was really going to be great well you know you thought he was going to be a draft pick and he wasn't and then you thought he was going to be good on the saints and he wasn't like why you know why why are you surprised he's disappointed at every fucking step of the way <laughs> Like, you yeah, know, you, fool, you, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, usually when you're not in the game in the fourth quarter of a preseason game that the team doesn't give a shit about, um, yeah. chances are you kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, goats. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, Dave, do you have anything special on Canal Street Chronicles? 
no, by the way, when I wanted to get that information I was looking for, I went straight to Canal Street Chronicles Florida Links because they got everything. They do. That's a little plug right there. <laughs> uh, I have this podcast. That, that's definitely that's definitely going to be up there tomorrow. No, nothing, nothing from Uptown Murph, that's for sure. No, that's right. You will not be seeing anything, unfortunately, from Uptown Murph anymore. Um, and Kevin will have uh, perhaps a post about his wrestling intro music. Yeah, that would be um, nice, bracket. Kevin. And uh, I've got I, a quote of the meat here. And I will be posting a fan shot, uh, pimping my WWL. 1500 word opus about me and andrew's uh stat chart that i i wrote the column and i will freely admit that i love it like a child it's are you gonna are you name drop me in this oh dude i name dropped you and linked to you and wwl might even keep the link in there welcome to the big leagues yeah i know look he's making it legit man i know like like i i cannot express how much fun this column was to do uh, and I really hope people read it, and I hope people hate it because I because when they hate it, they write me angry emails in all caps, and that's what I want. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Kevin, that, write that damn post. I like to read all things saints on the internet, and when I find a column that makes me really mad, or I think it's ridiculous, or I really like it, I try to have guests on, and I found a column. It infuriated me, but made me think, and it was Ryan Chauvin's column on uh, blackandgoldreview.com. So I had to have him come on. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Uh, you wrote a column about Drew Brees being the Stepford, the Stepford quarterback, which is kind of true because he's kind of dull and kind of monotonous. But your whole point was you think it's going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. So what do you want him to do to be more exciting to get into the Hall of Fame? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I don't think it'll keep him out of the Hall of Fame necessarily. I just think it it, it might be uh, an impediment to him actually getting voted in uh, for the same reason that it's really hard for him to get votes from journalists uh, for the MVP. I think in the long run, it, it might be kind of, I, first of all, I think he'll actually get in, and this is sort of paranoid ramblings of a blogger, but uh you know, it, it could actually hurt him because as as the league trends upward toward, you know, higher octane offenses and quarterbacks that have 5,000 yards consistently, I fear that Drew, four or five years after his retirement come 2022, his numbers won't stand out as much as they do now because Andrew Luck and RG3 and, you know, the current crop of quarterbacks will we'll hit that mark consistently and his accomplishments won't look so much like Dan Marino, but the first part of a new wave of, of offense generated by rule changes. Well, um, I think, I think you're a little bit wrong on that. I think his, I think his stats are going to stand out. And this is why I tell you this is because before we get to the point of like what you, you know, thing is with Drew Brees, I think him and Sean Payton, I think their relationship – you mentioned the column. You think that they have some sort of bond and friendship. I don't think it is. I think they're just both football-crazy fanatics, and Sean Payton's got a, more personality, obviously. But I think Drew Brees is a little bit OCD, and like he's just football-obsessed. And I think the stats for Drew Brees, I think time is going to be very kind to him. I think people are going to look back and be like, oh, my God. He threw for 5,000 yards four out of six years or whatever it is. Because in the in the era of throwing the ball, he's the best. But I just the thing that infuriated me about your column, which as I mentioned, I really liked it. I just think interesting on the not on the field. Aaron Brooks was interesting off the field. I found his personality riveting, and that he was not a leader, and pe- he infuriated people. I found that really interesting. But I much rather mm-hmm. have my quarterback be good. So, but, but like, so what do you, so to, to get him into the Hall of Fame, like, what do you, what do you suggest that he does to like juice up his personality? That's a good question. I, I don't think he, he necessarily needs to juice up his personality because he is who he is at this point. I, I don't think he wants any part of being, you know, out there and very vocal <laughs> and controversial. He's, he's very settled into this nice family life and that's fine. And, and for the record, I don't think he's dull or boring. I think that's just the persona he decides to, to present with the media just because it's easier for him. And it made uh, me million, million dollars last year in endorsements. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, 
But the one thing that stuck with me a couple of years ago, I, I heard the description of Drew Brees as a puppy dog. Uh, and it's kind of stuck with me because I can't get by it. And I, I think that plays in a lot with the media coverage about him because everyone loves puppy dogs, right? Like, But you don't actually argue about puppies. The only time you talk about them is when they do something really cute, like <laughs> when he has a primetime game and, and drops 400 yards and five touchdowns, or he pisses the rug like he did against Atlanta. And so the rest of the time, there's nothing really to argue about with Drew Brees. He's great. But the media has already decided that he's not uh, he's not Peyton Manning or, or Tom Brady. Again, I think this is more of an impediment for him ever getting an MVP, like winning that title, uh, than it is for him getting in, uh, into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, I, I think it's more of a possibility than we kind of give it credit for at this point. I don't want him to be overlooked because he's obviously the best we've ever had and you know, I feel very, you know, paranoid that he's not going to get in. It makes me kind of frustrated. Um. So yeah. All right. So the Drew Brees column that was an intro for me to to find you. But before I let you go, <laughs> before I let you go, and we and we talk about the Saints 2013 season a little bit, I gotta mention the Rob Ryan uh, as Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Um, you Photoshop Rob Ryan onto a hot woman's body. Go to this website, blackandgoldreview.com, and read this column immediately. Explain it to expl- Rob Ryan as Daenerys. Ex- explain it. Okay, well, f- I, it's weird. First of all, it's the best Photoshop I've ever done. I'm really, really proud of it. It's just strikingly awful. It's amazing. Uh, so I started that piece because every time any player – was are any defensive players interviewed about Rob Ryan, they always bring up that he's a player's coach. Like every time you could find 20 examples of it in the past six months. Uh, and, and so I started writing and that angle was kind of dull. And so I started thinking of him as, as Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones, because she is the, you know, the freer slaves, mother of dragons. Uh, and in theory, she'll be the one later to bring, peace to the seven kingdoms and as i kind of played it out the uh, our last two defensive coordinators kind of fell into place where greg Wa- greg uh, greg williams sorry greg williams uh is robert baratheon he's this big larger than life figure who is really good at the fight but not really so in- so much interested in the actual ruling so he was great at getting us to the ch- title but then maintaining that level of aggression and passion kind of fell apart really quickly and, you know, ended with him being gored by a bull, which could either in this analogy be San Francisco in 2011 or Roger Goodell in 2012. So I'll leave that to you. Mm. Uh, and, and then the third part of that is uh, Spagnolo as, um, man, blanking on the name, uh, on jo- as Joffrey this kind of impetulant leader who's kind of thrust into power because Sean Payton's been taken off the board and everyone hates him. And he, he kind of loses control of, of all the players and all the, the pieces in the game of Thrones. Uh, and, and Albert, you know, it was, it was just a lot of fun. And Albert Mack and Albert Mack is his grandpa smacking him down, reminding him that if you have to tell people you're the King, you're not really the King. So it, it just true. I hadn't thought it, about that. It just it was my favorite <laughs> thing. But the thing that you left out, and we talked about this on Twitter for way too much time than we should have. If he is Denar- if Rob Ryan is Denarius, who are his three dragons? It's got to be Vicaro, right? He's yes. Drogon. He's the big one. Yeah. Because if if he doesn't work out, we're kind of screwed. Uh, let's see. Probably Keenan Lewis or uh, no, no, uh, Galette and. Who else? See, I would say you got to have Galette, and you might have to have because the dragon's kind of reckless, kind of not. Like you might, you, you got to yeah. have Galette, you got to have Galette for sure. But yeah, I think you got to have either John Jenkins or Hakeem Hicks because oh, it's like right. boom, boom or bust. Like John Jenkins might be to me his ceiling is like. A Norman hand, but instead of being good for two years, he might be good for like six or seven and might be like a rock for your defense, or he might just be a total bust out. You never know. So he's the most terrifying looking human being ever. Like, yes, yeah, so he's easily one of the drafts. I love, I love, I love John Jenkins, and I'm one more good performance from buying a jersey. 
That's oh. that. That's how much I love him. Yeah, uh, we have an annual jersey buying guide coming up soon, and and he might make it. The theme oh, is going to be the young guys. Oh, yeah. See, and the thing about it, I like when you buy him young, you get you, if you buy if you buy Vaccaro, if you buy Akeem Hicks or John Jenkins, you know you got him for like four years. So it's like a solid investment, and you can actually spend good money. You know, then if you buy Malcolm Jenkins, you've just kind of gotten a you know a kind of middling player stuck on your back, and it's just never quite as good as you want it to be. You no, know, I'm excited to buy the Malcolm Jenkins jersey T-shirt from Ross next spring for the Saints. Okay. So that's that's what I'm excited about. But before I let you get out of here, Ryan, and everybody, go to the website. It's just it's spectacular, and I love finding new Saints people to that I look forward to reading. Ryan, give me a quick your quick thoughts on 2013, and not sort of predi- predictions. I don't like that, but just a guy that you're looking at, and you're like, man, that's a guy that I'm going to be looking at all year long, and I think he's going to do well, or I hope he does well. But who's a guy that you're just like sort of sort of obsessed with, like I am with John Jenkins a little. Got to be Ben Watson. Got to be Ben Watson. I, I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Like I, I think it's possible that he hit 700 yards and five TDs. Just because if you stick him and Jimmy Graham and Marcus Colston all in the same field, there's such ridiculous height and like just mass that somebody doesn't get double covered, someone is left open, and I think it's Ben Watson. Yeah. So. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Tell the go to blackandgoldreview.com to read your stuff, but tell them your Twitter handle too, and they may, they can find you that way, because you're always in. Uh, the, yeah, my personal account is Sport Happens, and our blog account is B and G, B letter N G Review, uh, and we're active on both of those all the time. Yeah, and you know, to make the preseason tolerable, you gotta be on Twitter. You just that's yeah. That's part of the game. Like I'm especially, a- especially the fourth preseason game. You're just you're just going to be on Twitter for four hours. I mean that's just that's just the way it is. Yeah. So but Ryan, the vines have made the preseason way better, or at least training camp. No, the vine the, videos are made. Twitter Twitter has made training camp and preseason about sixty five percent better. Absolutely. So Ryan, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Guy. I appreciate it. So for Kevin, for Dave, for Andrew, I'm Ralph Marlborough. Uh, So long until next week.